This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Jonathan Carswell. Jonathan is the founder and CEO of 10ofthose.com. This is almost like Christian Amazon, so be sure and check it out. It is a publishing and distribution ministry that provides the bookstore for the Gospel Coalition and a lot more. Jonathan is also the author of several evangelistic books. He and his wife, Felicity, live in the Chicago area and have two children. Jonathan, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's really nice to be back. Really nice. I'm so glad that you're here. I look forward to the passage you've got for us today. So what do you have? Yeah, so uh, it's in Acts, Acts chapter 4, um, verse 20. And uh, it's Peter and John who are speaking, and, and they reply, As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. All right. This is one verse, and it's a short verse. So we're going to have about nine or ten minutes to unpack this, and I'm looking forward to it. So let's just go there. What's the context here? What's the setting for this verse? Yeah, well, it's a, a remarkable little verse in a chapter that, I mean, you could pick pretty much any verse from it mm-hmm. and, and dwell on it for hours. So uh, in, in Acts 4, Peter and John are brought before the Sanhedrin, and they've they've just healed a man. And they they uh, the, the crowd and they, the, the rulers in the Sanhedrin are saying, you know, what's happened? Tell us what, what's going on. Uh, they're proclaiming, it says in verse 2, Jesus and the resurrection of the dead. And so they're seized, they're arrested, they're brought before and say, explain it. Many of them who hear their message believe it says in verse 4, but then the, there's obviously hostility as well. And so in uh, verses 5 to 7, they're, they're told, Come on, tell us by what power are you doing this remarkable thing of of healing people? And there's a lovely verse, verse eight. It says, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, and then he addresses the crowd. And his message is, is that of Jesus. So verse 10, it is by the name of Jesus. And then he turns it around and he says, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. So we've got this kind of, you meant it for evil, God brought it about for good, because it then says, but God raised from the dead. And they Mm. proclaim Jesus to the crowd. Verse 12, they say, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. I mean, we could pick that one out as a, mm. as a verse to focus on. And as they're explaining and giving reason for the message that they have and the hope that they have, uh, and there's verses like verse 16 where they say, look, the miracles that are, are, are happening, nobody can deny it. But they then tell Peter and John, right, quiet. No more of this Jesus person. We want mm. to silence your message. Mm. And then that's where this verse 20 comes in. And he says, well, look, who are we going to be judged by you or by God? Mm. We can't help but say of all that we've seen and heard about what Jesus has done. And I, this is an amazing, uh, amazing verse. But in many ways, it doesn't reach the, the top of the mountain there, as it were. That's not the climax in some ways, <laughs> because they then go back to the believers they say, look, this is what's happened. 
and the believers pray that God would pour out his spirit and bring salvation. And then they go out with great boldness, it says in verse 29, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you think, well, that must be the climax. <laughs> For me, I just love how the chapter finishes. It, it, it moves me because then what's recorded in Acts, Acts chapter four at the end is how the believers together share their possessions, they, their deep love for one another. They've just prayed that the gospel would go out with great power, and it does by the words that Peter and John and others have shared, but then it also goes out with great power, verse 33, as they share together so that nobody goes without. People sell their houses, and, and Joseph sells his field. So you see the love and power of the Holy Spirit in the gospel community both as a church, but then also how they share the gospel. What a great summary of how Jesus changes lives through the power of his spirit. It's a brilliant chapter. So bring us into this story. What is your story with this verse? Like, how has this verse been so meaningful for you? Yeah, well, for me, it's funny. This verse goes back a long way when I, I not first read it, but first noticed it. I was at university in, in England, as you can tell, I'm still learning this uh, American language, but uh, <laughs> I was at university in, in the UK and the Christian Union there, which is really an evangelistic group to share the gospel with your, with your peers, their motto was this verse. Hmm. And it strikes me that, yeah, we are being silenced by society. Just as Peter and John were saying, look, don't talk about, about what's going on. We can't deny something amazing has happened, but please could you be quiet about this person, Jesus? That's what right. they were told. Society, social media, our neighbors, our friends, even church denominations are saying, Shh, let's not talk too much about Jesus. Let's be silenced. Hmm. And I was struck back at university as being struck again with this verse of, hang on, we're going to be judged by God, not by you. And looking at all that God has done, how can we stay silent? We've got the best news in the world. We can't stay silent. I have to say, Jim, you know, I want to share the gospel with my friends, my neighbours, it's really, really hard. You feel a bit of the odd one out, to be honest, at, at, at parties or in, in the sports team. You're the only one who's kind of wanting to live for Jesus. It's very easy to no longer speak of, of Jesus. But we mustn't. We, we really mustn't. We have to speak of all that God has done. And he changed my life when I was 16. It's the most remarkable thing that's, that's happened in my life. Even more remarkable than me finding a wife, which is remarkable. <laughs> God has totally forgiven me a sinner. It would be easy to be silent because of pressure. But I must have this attitude that Peter and John have of, I can't help but share about it. I just got to blurt it out. So is this verse saying, Jonathan, that we should share our testimony, like what God has done in our life, how we became a Christian? Is it sharing about... Jesus. I mean, they're talking about what things they've seen and heard. They're talking about Jesus. They've seen and heard Jesus. Is it a combination of both? Maybe it just depends. What are your thoughts there? I, oh, I think so. I think, you know, examples of when people say, well, 
why are you so happy when all of this COVID stuff's going on? Or, you know, you're a Christian, don't you believe such and such? At those moments, we can't help but talk about Jesus, for mm-hmm. sure. But I think of John the Baptist. Do you remember when he saw Jesus uh, walking towards him? And it was almost like he couldn't hold hi- himself back. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of love. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's got to be sharing our story, saying how Jesus has changed us. I think story is so powerful one of the things people can't really argue of well look let me tell you what jesus has done for me do you remember the woman at the well she went and told the 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 whole village here come and come and see a man who told me everything i did Hmm. and so she she went and told but then also said come and see and i think about my neighbors and my friends it wasn't christmas too long ago christmas is the most amazing news ever of jesus being big enough to become small, hmm. I've got to tell my friends about that. It's way more than nice Hallmark movies or <laughs> or putting up a tree. Even if it's asking questions, I think questions are a powerful way to share about Jesus. You know, I'm thinking about my neighbours. We, we're going to see them this weekend. You know, maybe I can say to them, "Hey, what do you make of Easter? I know that you kind of grew up Catholic. Do you believe Jesus really rose from the dead? Who knows where that conversation could go?" But it's all part of me not being able to keep it to myself. Hmm. It's just, this is amazing news, whether it's you test me, whether it's asking questions to understand where they're coming from. Don't point to yourself though. Let's, I want to point to Jesus like John the Baptist. Look. Yes. Jonathan, this is fantastic and so helpful. Thank you, brother. Let me read the passage again. This is Acts chapter four, verse 20. And then I'll ask you to close our time in prayer. Here's what God's word says. The apostles say, for we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. May the Lord work this verse into our lives as well. Jonathan, would you close our time in prayer? Father, we we need your help to have this boldness that Peter and John had to say, we just can't keep it to ourselves. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So they had his resurrection power to be able to share. Please fill us with that resurrection power, not to point to ourselves or our church, but could we make much of Jesus? Help us, please, not to keep it to ourselves, but to share the good news with everyone we interact with. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.